0: Praise God. Well, if you've got uh, your Bibles with you, you might like to turn to Matthew two. If you don't, that's fine. I'll read it for you. We're going to read some scriptures this evening. Matthew chapter 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For for from you shall shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child And when you found him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, out of Egypt I have called my son. And that's where I want to focus in tonight. That prophecy fulfilled, out of Egypt I called my son. You know, Matthew chapter 1 and Chapter 2 speak about the coming and the birth of Jesus Christ and in those two chapters Matthew is establishing the credentials of Jesus. In the first chapter it begins the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ the son of David and the son of Abraham and then you get this amazing genealogy tracing right back to Abraham the line of Christ showing those That would be hearing the gospel that Jesus truly was a king, truly of the line of Abraham, and truly, as we saw in the first verse, the son of David. Later on in chapter 1, Matthew then establishes the fact of the virgin birth. He says, All this, uh, he says uh, in verse 20, Do not fear, Joseph, son of David, to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will bear you a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All this was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel. We see in the first chapter Jesus is the son of David the Messiah. We also see that he was born of a virgin without a human father, no earthly father. His father was from heaven, and it was the Holy Spirit that provided the miraculous seed to be placed into Mary's egg. Then in chapter 2, we are still establishing who Jesus is, and Matthew establishes it by talking about four prophecies that have been fulfilled. And each one of the prophecies in Matthew chapter 2 is to do with a location. The first prophecy is about Bethlehem. We read that. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are no means least among the rulers. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Bethlehem. The second one is what I'll be focusing in tonight. On out of Egypt I called my son. The third, which I won't be going into, was Rama. A voice was heard in Rama, weeping and loud lamentations when Herod slaughtered all the boys between two and three years old, hoping he could destroy the Christ. And then the final one is uh, the end of the chapter where it says, and he went and lived in a city called Nazareth so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he'd be called a Nazarene. Four prophecies fulfilled, four locations discussed. And then in chapter 3, we then go right over to the place where John the Baptist appears. So these are two very important chapters for establishing the birth of Christ. Now, I'm going to focus on the prophecy. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken to the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. And these prophecies in Matthew chapter 2, which you'll hear again and again over the Christmas period and at our carol reading, carols and readings next week, you'll hear these famous prophecies. But very few people actually go back to the context of when the prophecy was first preached. You see, these are not just fulfilling a few scriptures in prophecy. The Jewish people when they read chapter 2 would know the background of each prophecy fulfilled and the story behind that background and what the prophet when he first prophesied was talking about. And when you study these four locations and the four prophecies you find out so much more about what Matthew is saying about the birth of Christ. Each of these prophecies is basically a sermon title. And in order to understand what we mean when, we, when Jesus went to Egypt and, and fulfilled the prophecy out of Egypt, I called my son, we need to go back to Hosea chapter 11 verse 1. Hosea chapter 11 verse 1 was what the prophecy was being quoted by. And I'm going to go back there and that's where we're, go, we're going to focus um, together. Now, Hosea chapter 11 verse 1 from which this prophecy was fulfilled about Jesus going to Egypt as a child and then being brought out of Egypt. And it reads like this, Hosea 11 verse 1. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt I called my son. The more they were called, the more they went away. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning offerings to the idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim, that's Israel, to walk I took them up by their arms, but they did not know I'd healed them. I led them with cords of kindness, with bands of love, and I became to them as one who eases the yoke on their jaws, and I bent down to them and fed them. Now, who is Hosea, and why is he prophesying? Well, a little word about Hosea the prophet. He was a remarkable prophet of the Old Testament, not only in what he said, but in what he did. Because God said to Hosea, you're going to experience what I experience. And you're going to feel how I feel, Hosea. And the message of Hosea is this, is that God's people, Israel, have turned away from him. It's like God being married to his people. And his people are his bride, but his bride have run off with another man. And that's how God felt And that's how he spoke about his beloved Israel. And so he said to Hosea, Hosea, I want your life to be a parable, an illustration of how I feel. You're going to feel what I feel. And he asks Hosea to take a wife, a wife named Gomer. And Gomer becomes an unfaithful wife in practice, just like Israel was being unfaithful to God. And Gomer leaves Hosea, and he has the tragedy and the pain of a wife that leaves him and becomes unfaithful with other people. He has, out of, her, out, of, out of his marriage with her, he has three children, and he names them according to the word of God. The first he calls Jezreel, which means scattered. The people of Israel were about to be judged and scattered over into Babylon and across the world. The second child he had was called lo Ruamah, which means one who never knew a father's love. That was his second child's name. Not a good name for a child, is it? Well, how about this? The last name was called Lo-Ami, which was not my child. And the child probably wasn't. So you've got a pretty terrible situation here, haven't you? You've got a prophet experiencing what God is experiencing in his own life. I mean, the story ends with the prophet being told by God to go and redeem his wife back. She was a prostitute, but he went and he bought back from those that were keeping her enslavement. He bought her back and redeemed her, a picture of what God wanted to do to his people. And so when we get to Hosea chapter 11 verse 1, what the Lord is doing is he is saying how that Israel, not only is like a wife to him who's been unfaithful, but he found Israel as a wayward child. And he's speaking about Israel in the time of Egypt. You know the story of of Israel in Egypt and the Exodus? When Israel went into Egypt, they went in as a family, didn't they? Do you remember Joseph took his father and his brothers and their family? And they went into Egypt as a family, But when the Lord brought them out of Egypt, he brought them out as an infant nation. A nation. They grew to be an infant nation. And that's why Hosea 11 verse 1 says, When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. He's reminding Israel that, hey, I have known you since you were born as a nation. In fact, it was I that brought you out of bondage and tremendous pain and slavery for over 300 years. In that place of Egypt, I brought you out as my child, my son. And even though you were rebellious in the wilderness, I forged you into a nation. You know, a good passage also to look at about God looking at Israel as his child is Ezekiel 16, verse 4. And, and this is very, very powerful. Actually, I'll start from verse 3. This is God and how he feels about his people. I've said he felt she was an adulterous wife at the time, but also reminding them that it was he that adopted them. Listen to this. Thus says the Lord God to Jerusalem, Ezekiel 16:4, Your origin and your birth or of the land of the Canaanites. Your father was an Amorite, and your mother a Hittite. And as for your birth, on the day you were born, your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to cleanse you, nor rubbed with salt, nor wrapped in swaddling clothes. No eye pitied you to do any of these things to you out of compassion for you. But you were cast out in the open field, for you were abhorred on the day that you were born. When I passed by you and saw you swallow, wallowing in your blood, I said to you in your blood, live. I said to you in your blood, live. I made you flourish like a plant of the field and you grew up and became tall and arrived at full adornment. And so this picture that, that we're looking at in this prophecy fulfilled of Jesus is showing you the background to the birth of Jesus. How much God loves you and how much God loves people. Yes, in the Old Testament it was Israel, but in the New Testament we know that Jesus is not just the Savior of Israel, He's the Savior of the world. And God had seen a picture. His people were being unfaithful to him. They didn't want to be with him. They didn't want to be true to him. And he said, you're my child. But as we read in Hosea 11 verse 1, when he called his first son out of Egypt, the nation of Israel, they didn't walk with him. They didn't become a faithful son. But they went their own way. It was a wicked generation that was in the wilderness. And for 40 years, they were there because they wouldn't obey their father or enter into the promised land. And so with this background we come back to Matthew chapter 2 where we see that the son of David, the very son of God, not the nation that was born in Egypt but now a young child, fully God and fully man and this young child is taken back to the birthplace. Of his nation, isn't that amazing? Jesus was born in Bethlehem, but very soon he went to the place where Israel was born. Went into Egypt as a family, came out, born as a nation. Jesus went there, and Jesus went into Egypt. And it must have been strange for Joseph and Mary with their son. I know there was a large group of Jews that lived in areas of Egypt, but it must have been a I don't know how long he was there. Probably. Only a a couple of years, but to be taken around all the places where his ancestors were as they were being born as a nation. Travelling to Egypt, what must Joseph and Mary have been thinking? He was meant to be the saviour of Israel. He was meant to be the shepherd of Israel. We saw that in Matthew 2, the other prophecy. But instead of being a shepherd of Israel, they were taking him in the other direction. God was meant to establish the Messiah in the Promised Land. And now the Messiah that had been born, instead of being established in the Promised Land, God was taking him back to Egypt. Incredible. It was like the story in reverse. But you see, God was doing something. God was speaking through this act. It wasn't just for safety that the Son of God was taken back to Egypt. It wasn't just to fulfill prophecy. It was to show those that were prepared to dig into this verse that God was speaking to his nation afresh when Jesus was born. And the words of Hosea had a double prophecy meeting. meaning. Yes, once to the people that Hosea addressed, but now again to another people that were in their sins, that were wicked, that had turned from God. And when God said, come out of Egypt, this time what came out of Egypt was not the nation's son that had just been born in Egypt, that came out rebellious and unfaithful and unbelieving, but now a new son. For the second time, God called a new son out of Egypt. But this son didn't come out as a nation, came out of a family of three. A family of three came out of Egypt. Joseph, Mary, they weren't unfaithful, they were faithful to God, faithful to his promises. Joseph, don't put Mary away, she's with child by the Holy Spirit. Obey, and he obeyed and believed. Mary, you will be with child by the Holy Spirit. And she didn't disobey. She obeyed, and they were faithful in going into Egypt, and faithful to coming, coming out of Egypt. There was more faithfulness in that family of three than there was when he first called his nation, son out of Egypt that perished in the wilderness. It was like... Everything was happening all over again, but this time it was going to work. This time there'd be no perishing in the wilderness. This time the family got through and came into the promised land without 40 years wandering. This son was not disobedient. This son was obedient every moment of his life, obedient unto death when he was on his knees in Gethsemane, hours before he was about to be crucified. And he petitioned his father and said, if there's any way that this cup can be taken from me, you say, what was the cup full of? Your sins and mine. Our rebellion towards God. That was what he was going to drink. The cup of wrath poured out for us. He was going to take it on our behalf. And he said, Father, is there any other way? Of saving a nation, of a new people, not just from Israel, but every tribe and tongue. Is there any other way? But not my will, but yours be done. (laughs) What a faithful son that was called out of Egypt. Called out of Egypt to save our souls. So in this message, we've seen that this little verse, I called my son out of Egypt was not only a prophecy of fact, but behind that prophecy lies a story of God's broken heart for people. Of God's desire for you to become a child of God. He doesn't want you to have any of those names that Hosea gave his children. He doesn't want you to be scattered like lost sheep without a shepherd, not knowing where you're going or who to believe. He wants you to come into his fold where it's safe. He doesn't want you to be called Lorumar, one who never knew a father's love. You say, well, I've had a father, I I know a father's love. Not like his, the father of mankind, wants to become your personal father. He wants you to call him Abba, father, daddy, and walk with him and know him. He doesn't want you to be called not my child. But you know, the choice is yours. Mary and Joseph had a choice to go to Egypt and to come out of Egypt. You have a choice. Because without the Lord, you're in Egypt. Say, no, I'm not. I'm in Notting Hill Gate. You're in Egypt spiritually. This this was the whole point. The children of Israel were slaves in Egypt. But when they came out, they came out as people of God. Jesus was in Egypt. He came out. The son of God. Egypt is a picture of sin, separation from God, rebelliousness, inability to break through into the presence of God. Sin separates you from God. All of us, all of us fall short of the glory of God. All of us have gone our own way. All of us have gone astray. But thank God. When the sun came out of Egypt, God was saying, I want you all out of Egypt. Because I want you all to be sons and daughters of the living God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Lord, the richness of Matthew 2, behind every prophecy, is a message. And the message to your people today is that you're saying, my child, my son, my daughter, come out of Egypt. Come out of worldliness, Come out of unbelief. Come out of slavery to sin. Come out and become my child. The firstborn son of God, Jesus, has made a way for us all to be sons and daughters of God. There's anybody in this place today and you're ready tonight to say, Do you know what? I'll own the son. I'll join the family of God. I want to come out of Egypt So that every time I hear this verse at Christmas, I called my son out of Egypt, I'll say, I remember the night I came out of the Egypt of sin, the Egypt of disappointment, the Egypt of separation from God. I came out of Egypt and I came to the land of my father, the kingdom of God. If you're ready to pray that prayer, I just want you to lift your hand right where you are. We're going to say a prayer together, yes, upstairs in the back of me, and we're going to get right with God. Anybody else? Right where you are, lift your hand and I'll pray for you. I'm not praying for anybody that doesn't lift their hand. Jesus was lifted up on the cross for you. To lift your hand to him to say yes is an indication of faith. Yes. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, see at the back. Yeah, at the side. Anyone else? It's the last time. Don't go out into Egypt this evening Come out of Egypt into the promised land tonight. Is there anyone else? Where? Thank you. Father, for those that have lifted their hands, we thank you that you have called them tonight to come out of the Egypt of wilderness life into the promised land of your kingdom of love. Lord, if they believe in their hearts and confess with their mouth, they will be saved. You're faithful. Wash their hearts right now. By your spirit. You drank the cup of wrath. That they might drink the cup of forgiveness. And they're drinking it right now. Lord bless them. Touch them. Strengthen them. As they've made the most important decision in their lives. Thank you that this prophecy has touched their lives. And that your children are coming out of Egypt. In Jesus name. Amen.